0: Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked Podcast. I'm back again with Abenella and Hillary Morgan Ferrer, and we are talking about... Mama bears, and we—most of us listening to this anyway—we are mama bears. We have some daddy bears who listen, uh, but for the most part, we're mama bears. And I think they're um, papa you know, bears, Yvette. Papa bears? Oh, you're right. They would be papa bears. <laughs> I know. No, you know when i, when I hear bears papa bears are totally different. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you got, what do you
1: call that linguistic theft that she's doing here? <laughs> <to? laughs>
0: but papa bear is from the Berenstain Bears. And can I just tell you? I'm just going to say this out loud. I know loud. You don't I do like, like them. I what? know. Work through it. I don't like them because huh. they're so disrespectful to Papa Bear. Huh. Almost every single book puts hmm. him down. Amazing. It, it drives me crazy. I used to think they were hilarious, but now I read them and I'm like, this is like modern television. I'm going to have to go
2: back and look at I know, that. Seriously, I go back and too. watch
0: them. Papa Bear is always the dummy. He's always mm. sleeping. He's always just Uh-oh. completely cluel- clueless. He's he's the dumb one and He's anyway. the Homer Simpson before there was a Homer Simpson. He That's what I is. Was gonna say. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so sad. But anyway, we're not talking uh. to the Papa Bears. We're talking <laughs> to the Mama Bears. And I love that terminology. I love thinking as as a mom, like it is my, not just my responsibility, but my desire to protect my kids. Mm-hmm. Physically, yes, for sure. But also emotionally and definitely spiritually. Like that is my number one job is to protect them spiritually, to show them Jesus, and to try to keep them as sheltered and protected from the world as possible. And it's impossible to completely shelter them or protect them. But that is still my job as their mom is to do the best that I can and then prepare them for going out into this crazy insane world in which we live. And and so it is a high calling and I do not take it lightly. And I know that those of you who are listening to the podcast don't take it lightly either or else, you know what? you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't <laughs> care. And so I'm glad that you're here with us. Um, we are going to continue talking talking with Hillary. But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. They are great at helping us mama bears to prepare our kids for a life beyond school, beyond you know, high school, middle school, elementary school, all those things, because they teach everything from a solid biblical worldview. And so if you're looking for curriculum for any grade, any age, any subject— check out BJUPressHomeschool.com, and you can talk to one of their consultants. They'll help walk you through whatever it is that you're looking for for your child. BJUPressHomeschool.com. Also, if this podcast is a blessing to you and your family, would you consider supporting the Schoolhouse Rock to Ministry? And you can do this, again, in a few ways. You can share this with your friends. That's huge, you guys. Sharing this podcast with your friends is such a blessing to us, and that's what helps the podcast to get into more people's hands. And so, whatever it is that we're talking about, whether it's worldview or parenting or apologetics, it's all for all of us as Mama bears. So share this with your Mama Bear friends. Also subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that through our website, schoolhouserocked.com. And also through our website, you can make a financial donation of any amount. You can do monthly, you can do one time, Uh, but we are so grateful for your financial support. So if you'd like to give to the ministry, you can do that at our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Well, Abby, you know I I know that you as as you've read through this book, one of the mm-hmm. things that kind of stood out to you was roar the roar acronym. And yeah. again, as mama bearers, we we are mamas who roar, and we like to roar really loud sometimes. <laughs> what what was it about that that kind of grabbed you?
1: Well, I think that and the book kind kind of like you said, even as homeschool moms are. Our primary job is to teach and train our kids up in the Lord. And when they're mm-hmm. young, we do that. We, we don't put them out in the world. We've talked about this. Instead, we use the word. It says, you know, Scripture is used for teaching and training. And, and we build them this incredible foundation. And But but the reality is, is that isn't enough. We have to then, as they get older, prepare them for the world. It's two part. It's rooting them in God's word and keeping them from the effects of the world when they're young and getting them rooted, but then we can't launch them unprepared. We also have to then prepare them. And part of that, I hate this part of it, but the reality is part of it is preparing them for the, the really rough things that are out there. You know, the things that we wish we didn't have to prepare them for, but it is a reality. And I think that's where the Mama Bear apologetics comes in and the methods, Hillary, that you use the methods to help us you know, you, you, you're assuming in this book that we are teaching and training our kids up in the Lord, Mm -hmm. and then you're giving us methods. Okay. Now, what do we do with that now? How do we launch these kids in a world prepared and equipped to stand? Like you said, to stand for what, what's out there and stand on truth in that. And so I, I'm a person that likes methods. I like, I like checklists. I like to-do lists. I like um acronyms and so you you have done this roar method and will you tell us a little bit about what is the roar method and how can it help us to equip our kids to launch
2: yeah the roar method is what we use uh for all of the ism chapters as we're going through the roar stands for recognize the message and like if i could go back and change one thing i would do it offer objective discernment i have that in all my talks because it's got to be objective so, recognize the message, offer objective discernment, argue for a healthier approach, and then reinforce through discussion, discipleship, and prayer. And so, what these uh, stages uh, or what these um, what what these four stages are is first recognizing the message where you recognize that there's a there's a reason why anybody created any piece of art, any cr- piece of literature, any movie, any song, any anything. Um, that they have something that they're trying to get across. And I think the example I like using the most is the movie Sing, because I remember it so vividly. I was so excited for that movie that normally I would never go to a movie by myself, but I went to that movie by myself (laughs) um, because I was like, cute animals and they're singing. I'm so excited. Um, And I remember just being so disgusted like within the first 15, 20 minutes because every single, it's like the main character lies. Mm through the entire thing and so like I kind of went back and uh it, it almost kind of ruined the movie for me because I was so turned off by that so I told all my mama berries, yeah go see this movie but buy a big bucket of popcorn and tell your kids to take a bite of popcorn every time the main character tells a lie you better get the big box. <laughs> um but so the main message of that movie is that basically anything goes as long as it's for the pursuit of your art that creating excellent art is basically the highest good that you can do. Um, and being top of your game is the highest good you can do and being true to yourself and true to your art. That is the main goal. So that is the message throughout the whole thing with every single one of the characters is being true to, to whatever talent or artistic talent that you have and everything else can go by the wayside. I mean, they even denigrate motherhood wow. and there with the, the, the mama pig where, I mean, it just depicts motherhood so like,
3: Mm.
2: just not in a way that's attractive in the slightest. And her husband barely knows that she's there. And um, the only time that she feels like she gets appreciated is when she's off there singing. Um, And so, yeah, so this was kind of the main message is that everything comes down to you being true to your art. So you're recognizing the message that was probably intended. Mm-hmm. Through this. And sometimes it's even going to be a message that you agree with. And so whenever you're at the stage of ident- um, recognize the message, you're wanting to phrase it in a way that if the people who had created this, they they'd hear that and they go, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we believe. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be very accurate as to the message that is coming in. So the next uh, stage, offer objective uh, discernment. So we say offer it because um, sometimes people don't want to hear about everything that's wrong with everything. (laughs) And so we need to be gracious um, about that and maybe kind of ask questions. But um, so this stage um, of offering objective discernment is what uh, we kind of talk a little bit earlier in the book about, which is called the chew and spit method. Mm -hmm. And it's this idea that, We would love this idea that we could have something that's all Christian or all non Christian. That we, if we can just categorize something correctly, we can go on autopilot, we can turn our kids loose with it, and it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm sorry, but, you know, there's nothing that's, like, safe for the whole family. Like, the Bible's not safe for the whole family. Like, let's try explaining some of that stuff in the Old Testament. <laughs> right. You know, like the concubine that the, was cut into 12 pieces and, like, no, the Bible's not safe for the whole family. So it's like, no matter what you have, your, your kids are going to end up having questions about something. Sure. But what we're trying to do is um, having them recognize that there's always going to be a little bit of tr- uh, truth, in a, or there's always going to be truth and lies mixed in with almost everything. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes uh, with Scripture, this idea of like, well, no, Scripture never lies. Well, there can be bad interpretations. Mm-hmm. of that that can sometimes get attached to Bible verses. Mm-hmm. Are there not? Have y'all heard people justifying oh, horrific yeah. things using the Bible? Yeah. Sure. So uh, for all of those who are watching, and I'll have the ladies do this with me. I want you to do this like this.
0: Okay, and we're this folding our hands.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're folding your hands kind of like you're you're praying, you know, before dinner or whatever um, with your fingers down. And what we're telling our kids is like almost everything that we see is going to be a mix of truth and lies or good and bad. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to separate the good from the bad. Mm-hmm. And so we're separating our two our two hands from each other. Accept the good, reject the bad. Okay. So everything's I like a it. mixture. Yeah. Separate the good from the bad. Accept the mm-hmm. good, reject the bad. Thank this God, is something that. where you can always ask. You don't like, have what,
0: to watch the video. What she yeah. maybe <laughs> go, explain go what she's doing is you're holding your hands together. Yeah. Accept the good is kind of hold your hand over your heart and accept and reject the bad is to hold your hand out like yeah, you're pushing, pushing it, it away.
2: away. Yeah. And so this is something that can help so kids. Sometimes it's nice to have a hand gesture to yeah. go on to reminding them something. Yeah. And so, one of the most important things we can do in this step is the opposite of what everybody wants to do. When we are offering objective discernment, what we're first trying to do is we want to find as many things that we can to agree with. Mm,
0: and most common.
2: people don't think about that yeah, in terms right. of discernment. They think of oh, right. discernment's picking out everything that's wrong, right? right. So, um, but Scripture is clear where it talks about you're you're learning to discern what is good and bad, what is excellent, yeah. praiseworthy, and what is not. And so, like let's let's even take the Sing example. What are some things we can you know what being good at your art can be glorifying to god in fact the first like kind of spiritual gifts that we see in the Mm -hmm. bible are when they're building the tabernacle and god gives like basically the spiritual gift of metalwork, right and fashion design and like all these different artistic things that he gifts and he says i indwelt this person for this purpose yeah so creating things that are excellent is glorifying to god so yes we can agree with that um And just whatever things that you can find, you're finding as many things as you can to agree on because we know when we start to disagree, that's when, you know, things start to kind of unravel if you're talking with someone about an idea. So then we're going to look at what are some of the lies that have snuck in. So our offer objective discernment is what's the good we can affirm first? Mm -hmm. And then what are some of the lies that have snuck in? Finally, argue for a healthier approach. This is where we say, what is the good that we've already affirmed? Or maybe it could be something that we agree on—that we all agree that X Y Z is a problem. Okay, so you're in agreement X Y Z is a problem. I'm in agreement X Y Z isn't a problem. How does the Bible actually address this better? Yeah. So, uh, for example, and so then we're going to argue for a healthier approach. I- I'm going to give an example of something that I did several years ago when we were having that whole thing with uh, the children being separated with kids at the at the border. There was a friend that was just livid about this. And so I came in, I I use what's called, that. I call it the affirmation burger, where you you have kind of affirmation on both sides and then you introduce your question in the middle. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so horrible for kids. What a traumatic experience. You are so right to be angry over that. I'm angry over that. Um, However, I do have one question. They have actually separated like over 1200 kids who are being trafficked. Mm -hmm. Um, So while, yeah, you're right, man, being separated from your parents in a place where you don't know the language, that's horrible. How would you suggest that we're able to separate the kids that are being trafficked versus right. the ones that are with their parents?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It lets her know, I hear what she's angry about. Right. I see the problem that she sees. We are putting ourselves on the same team. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we're introducing the thing that we're not quite sure about. Yeah. Um, so that would be argue for a healthier approach and then finally reinforce through discussion, discipleship and prayer. Or mm-hmm. this is where we take this and we create, you know, discussion guides and we we talk with our kids about that. We ask them the questions like we were talking about in the previous podcast of, you know, well what does that word mean? What do you think that word means? Uh, how is this going about what actually happened? You know, all, all the different discussions. Discipleship is if there's something you can do together as a family that reinforces the values that you're trying to instill. And then finally, prayer that um, I like to people a lot of times ask, when do you know when it's like you're kind of having a conversation with someone and it's just not going anywhere? What when do you know to stop? And I'm like, when things have gotten absolutely illogical, like there is like common sense has left the building. (laughs) That is not an ideology um, or, or that's not something you can argue through. That is a spiritual stronghold. Right. Yeah. And so we discuss ideologies, but we have to pray through spiritual strongholds. And there's so many people who think that if they just keep talking at that spiritual stronghold, something's going to give. And mm-mm, you have to pray through these spiritual strongholds. So even mm-hmm. in the book, we provide prayers over each of the ism chapters.
0: Yeah, um, that are yeah.
2: specifically tailored to that ism.
0: Such good stuff. Okay, so just just to recap, the Roar method is this: it's recognize, offer, argue, and reinforce. Recognize mm-hmm. the message offer discernment, argue for a healthier approach, and then reinforce through discussion, discipleship, and prayer. And of Mm -hmm. course, she goes through all of this in the book. It's so good, you guys. Um, this This is amazing stuff, but we have to take a break. We'll be right back. We're gonna come back and kind of tie up this whole mama bear apologetics. How do we prepare our kids for all of these things? We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their Creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence hands-on activities, and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at apologia.com. We are back with Hillary. Um, Hillary, we have just a few minutes left. And so in these last few minutes, how how do we as moms, and we've talked a lot this week about what to do. We talked about the WARM method. How do we rise up? How do we just prepare our kids? I mean, there's, I, I feel like, there's so much coming at us at a a pace that's faster than what we can handle. Like, I feel like I'm always being hit in the face with a fire hose (laughs) with the world and society and our culture. And at the same time with ideas and like, how do I handle all this stuff? And sometimes I feel like, ah, there's just so much. There's so much to balance. There's so much to know. There's so much to fight against. And as mama bears, you know, we want to fight, but we want to protect at the same time. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: How do we do both of those things in a very realistic way?
2: Yeah. I'd I'd say that uh, that if you, you know, obviously not literally, you put fight and protect together and you're going to get the word prepare. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to be doing is preparing them. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we were going, as we were writing the second mama bear book, the guide to sexuality, Amy came across this interesting thing called the power to decide campaign. And they actually looked at the decisions that teens made um, when they had a parent. And I can't remember if it was specifically a mom or if it was just a parent in general who exposed them to things that weren't necessarily always the greatest, but like talked with them through it versus parents that just completely protected them from all of that and sheltered them. And the ones who had parents that talked them through these things actually just statistically made better decisions. And so uh, in in the future. And so this is one of those things where I think, uh, we need to get rid of the idea that we can shelter kids because Mm -hmm. it's just everywhere. Um, as long as your kid is around other kids and not even, not even homeschoolers are safe. I know a father who, uh, he homeschooled his child and and she came out as transgender just because she found the community on Reddit. And he thought that he had had her as sheltered as possible. So, I mean, this stuff is just out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so it really is, uh, I just want to encourage moms that they don't have to know everything to begin with. Just start Mm -hmm. learning about one thing. And one of the things I found the Lord be so faithful with, with so many moms that I've talked to is when they start learning about one thing, all of a sudden the Lord brings all these things into their path where it's these opportunities to talk about it. So I kind of always jokingly call it that the Lord gives uh, for all you science majors out there, he gives you the lecture portion and the lab portion. Oh, <laughs> um, for that. the science majors, it's like the lecture portion was, you know, what you you go and sit in the classroom, you know, for chemistry. Mm-hmm. And then the lab portion is like, okay, now let's see if these chemicals actually do what we just taught you that they did. Yeah. Um, and so the lab portion of the learning is where the Lord just gives you these opportunities. And I've seen him be so faithful with so mm-hmm. many people that the second they start learning something, he gives them the opportunity to mm-hmm. put it into action. Um, yeah. and so he, he's, he's in charge of that. Don't feel like you have to know everything. But then secondly, it really just knowing how to think through things and how to ask the right questions. In fact, this is something my dad, I grew up with my dad saying, he said a couple of different things. You don't have to know everything. You just need to know how to ask the right questions and, uh, you don't have to have all the answers, but you need to know where to find the answers. Yeah. So just right. being aware of the resources that are, that are out there, asking the right questions, and knowing where those resources are right there. I mean, and if you think we, we do not live in a better time than now of having so many resources at our fingertips. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I would just say prepare, prepare, prepare. And most of that is just going to be talking through what you already see in the world. And then maybe going through that Roam, uh thing where you say, what is the intention behind this? Because just remember, no matter how bad something sounds, there can be a really good intention. Behind mm-hmm. that, that we can affirm. Um, usually, it's someone who's just reacting in a completely opposite direction. But there's still some, like you know, unspoken need, or there's some hurt that they're trying to address. There's some trauma they're trying to address, or some injustice that they're trying to address. Affirm that. Find it. Look for it. You're going to train your kids to to really be able to empathize with people, but then talk about the lies that have snuck in. Uh, what are some of the assumptions that this has? What What are they assuming is the solution? Is that the solution according to the Bible? So just really having these good conversations, you don't have to know all the facts. You just need to know how to think biblically. Yeah, and I right. think that's already what so many of your mama bears are doing with the homeschooling is learning how to think biblically. Thinking biblically is not attaching a verse to something and then calling it a day. It's a whole world view of how does this piece of information reaffirm reality and how does it interact with every other piece of reality to where it all fits together in a cohesive way? Um, and having a cohesive biblical worldview, the pieces fall together. And there's so much mm-hmm. peace when your world makes sense. Even if there's horrible things that are going on, you're like, I have an expl- explanation for those horrible yeah. things that are going on. They still make sense according to my worldview. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, Jesus is the example of everything you just said. Like when he came, he did not take the people that followed him and go and make their own colony and and leave everybody out and say, don't, you know, don't engage with those people. I'm going to protect you from all that. That's not what he did. He taught and he trained them through his truth and his word on how to be in the world, but not of the world, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's what we're teaching our kids. We're not teaching them so that they can go off as much as I want to live in the mountains in the middle of nowhere and never engage again. <laughs> that That isn't what God has for us, right? He has our kids, a purpose and a plan so that they can not just survive out there, but thrive in Him and, mm-hmm. and make an impact. And so I think that we do a, a, a disservice to our kids if we think that we're just going to shelter them from what's going on because we're not. No. That's right. not our job. It's not our calling. In fact, Scripture says we're to teach and train them, right? I mean, that's the whole the whole Mm -hmm. point, it doesn't say to shelter and hide them. And so I so appreciate this book and your heart to, to help us moms that are so busy going a million different directions and you kind of distill it into a, a place that's understandable and, and give us steps to do it so that, so that we have a generation that can, you know, um, think critically, love biblically and stand firm. So Hillary, you're amazing. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Hillary. Thank you for being with us this week. There, I again, I feel like we could talk for so long. There's just so (laughs) much more to talk about. But I am so excited that you are going to come back again in May. Like I said, we're going to talk about Pride Uh, Month and how to
1: June, right? The month of June. About June. Ah, Thinking about rainbows. Okay, so can I say
0: something about this? Yes, (laughs) I I want to
2: start something, and I don't even know how to start it. I want to start Humility Month.
0: Oh, there we go. Where where we
2: don't talk. About Pride Month, we're not doing it as a response, but Humility Month, it's like we are networking with every single possible uh, ministry that are out there. And like that is us as Christians. That is our month that we just volunteer, volunteer, volunteer and bless. Mm. And we don't say anything about anything else, but we just call it Humility Month. Month. We don't have a parade about it. We 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 don't don't have to have a parade about it, but this is what we're going to choose during (laughs) that month.
1: July could be fall month because that you know pride comes before the fall
2: and then everything just falls apart i was like where are you going with that I was like no. two no. months later is fall no. month what are you talking about
1: <laughs> no everything falls apart in july and then in august we can have humility month
0: <laughs> we're with you we're on it so we'll get- funny I, I love it i love it and we're not going to just talk about pride month but we are going to talk about uh, your one, one of your new books you've got a couple coming out but this one is the guide to sexuality the mm-hmm. mama bear apologetics guide to sexuality so um we will have her back to talk about that and I'm super excited about that. Really quickly, before we close, you've already given your links of where people can find you and we'll put all of those links in the show notes. But Mm -hmm. very quickly, I know you've got another new book coming out in April and you've got a podcast. Tell Mm -hmm. us very quickly about those two things. Yeah, so the podcast, I mean, that was what we
2: originally thought Mama Bear Apologetics was just gonna be because we we figured that there's a lot of moms out there that are multitasking and as much as uh, we could put things in audio format, um, so that people could multitask. And if, uh-huh. uh, women had this amazing ability, am I right? That it's like if you're listening to a lecture, you can't do stuff at the same time. But if you're listening to a conversation, oh yeah, yes, somehow so it's true. like it's like you can be sitting there doing. You, I, I know friends that can like be editing something and doing laundry, uh-huh. and then responding to some conversation that their kids are having in the right. other room. <laughs> because we are just attuned to conversation, so we try to make it real conversational style. Yeah, um, and so just kind of we're we're trying to keep up with maybe things that are going on in culture, like yeah, um, yeah so uh, you check us out on there. You
0: have so many good episodes. I've gotten to listen to several of them and, um, and it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So and, we'll uh, definitely Can I just clarify
1: that, yeah. that we're not talking about, <laughs> like, for those of you, we're not talking about pride month. When you come back, we're talking about how to equip and, and help right. our kids to navigate what they will be. I'm just clarifying. If you're new here, yes. we're not <laughs> participating in pride month. We're going to help no, get, no, no. Hillary is going to help you understand how to help your kids navigate through apologetics.
0: Sorry, yeah, I that yeah. was just lingering Amen. I'm like, thank you for clarifying that, Abby.
2: <laughs> and the the book that we have coming out is uh, so after these these first two books, I'm just going to say, like, um, I have I literally edited at some point both of these books from the ICU. Uh, the uh, <laughs> my my health can only take so much, and oh. I needed to I needed a, something that was a little bit less research heavy and yeah. dense and dark. And so I'm so excited to introduce to y'all that's coming out Honest Prayers for Mama Bears. And this is also a collaborative thing where um, I wrote a lot of them. I talked with a lot of people. We have a bunch of contributors from the Mama Bear uh, community that contributed prayers. And it's basically, we try to phrase it in the way that like when you're getting real with God and you say all the things that you didn't think you had permission to say, um, like, how do we be honest with God and then turn it back into that—that that, you know, asking Him? But hopefully, it's just refreshingly honest because sometimes I, read, yeah. I've seen prayer books and I'm like, this is so beautiful, but maybe I would never be able to write that myself. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping that through it, women can learn how to really be honest with God about where yeah. they are because I find that when you're honest with God about where you are, that's when things begin to change. Yeah, awesome.
0: And He already knows. He yeah, knows. He what already, we're he already what knows. We're you might as <laughs> well say it out loud. May okay. as well. So, and that well, comes
2: out. You said in, in this, uh, April second. Mm-hmm.
1: Yay! Okay. It's awesome. And so
0: you have. A, I know you have a newsletter. They can sign up for your newsletter on the mm-hmm. website, and that would probably or or connect with you on social media. That would yeah. be a great way for cool. everyone to find out about that when that when it does release. Um, yes. So, thank you again, Hillary, so much for your time this week. It has been an absolute pleasure ch- uh, chatting with you. We look forward to having you back soon. Stay tuned to the very end to hear a clip of what's coming up next on the podcast. And again, remember, you can find all things Schoolhouse Rocked at our website, schoolhouserocked.com, where you can also stream the movie for free, Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your week, and we will see you back here on Monday. Bye.
2: Now you need a plan, but can't ever seem to make one work. Do homeschool planners
0: totally overwhelm you? Do you feel like you have to fill every box, complete every checklist and achieve every single goal? I'm Danielle Giorgio, a homeschool mom like you, who's
2: already successfully raised two kids to adulthood. I created the Life Schooling Vision Planner because I wanted a planner that would work with my relaxed style of homeschooling, a style I like to call life schooling. Find out all the details at lifeschoolingvisionplanner.com
1: right now during our special relaunch and come life school with me.
3: I guess it's like anything. If you if you're trying to do something but you're failing and failing all the time, that's that's not enjoyable, right? right. So I, I know some of my colleagues and and, and a lot of teachers uh, in math because they love their subject so much. They love their subject so much. They don't actually quite grasp that maybe this kid's not that that interested. They don't understand that there's right. a lot of people just aren't that interested. So it's a bit like me, like with history. I like I love history now when i was growing up i hated it was just so boring you know i had no interest in it but as an adult i am very interested so that's i think sometimes teachers get stuck in. they think you know what they're showing is actually very interesting because it is it's interesting to them sure but it's not necessarily interesting to the to the kid they're showing so i've always thought look you know to make math fun uh i don't really get into all oh, a whole lot of games all this stuff i've always found that kids enjoy math once they start having a level of success and they right. and they're set up for success that's where i see they, their enjoyment